Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown show. A show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change. Instead of trying to say it all in one day, leaders from Michigan's transgender community and their allies decided to host a six-day free online conference. The host of Transgender Days of Empowerment will focus on understanding the journey thus far and on Saturday celebrate a day of decision, declaration, and doing by taking ownership of our existence and boldly taking one more step forward in our journey of self-actualization and embracing our true selves. Transgender Michigan Inclusive Justice, Sage Metro Detroit, and ACLU Michigan joined with facilitating organizations, Gender Identity Network Alliance, and Transcend the Binary to present the conference. Join us today is Nairobi Willow Mbaku. As a member of a Transcend the Binary team, she serves as Unity Outreach and Advocacy Lead. She'll not only talk about her life experiences and activities as an activist bridge builder, but the conference as well. Transcend the Binary is by and for trans, non-binary, gender diverse people. The organization believes that every member of our beautiful, vibrant community deserves to self-actualize. The trans-led team provides community care and facilitates healing through social connections. Willow, welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for taking time from the conference to talk with me. How are you today? And I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Willow. Um, You're a Detroiter. (laughs) Um, And she's here uh, at the Transgender Day of Empowerment. So, Willow... Would you introduce yourself to the audience? Um, well, hi, everybody. First off, um, Willow is actually my middle name. It's something I'm more comfortable with using from time to time because it's gender neutral. It was an honor um, to the birth name my mom gave me. My oh, first name is Nairobi. Uh, I am the Unity Outreach Coordinator and um, street team advisor for Transcend the Binary. Pretty much, I just 
create spaces of unity where I can bridge gaps between the different worlds, meaning we are all one giant world out here living different experiences, but we can all come together through certain lines if we just take the time to be together with each other in a space. So that is my mission and drive, and that is what I've been helping do with TDOE, Trans Days of Empowerment. It's a very beautiful event designed mm -hmm. to just uplift and really empower not only trans people. I saw this year's event as an opportunity to bridge worlds together and allow allies to come together and empower us, give us a moment to empower our allies because this mm -hmm. experience is hard on our allies as well. When I look at the experience I've had being a trans woman, I had to live undercover as a cis male for a large period of my life, which gave me a unique eyesight into the cisgender world. And in the cisgender world, understanding the world that we come from is hard for many, many variables I see. Um, that's a conversation for a later time. I really just wanted to use this event this year with everything going on with COVID, with the pandemic. I wanted to come in and help really say, let's take this opportunity to bring the world together and create unity for everyone. Because I feel that is the mission and the goals of trans people. As we're evolving, we just want to find our place in the world to feel safe. But I then saw us adding to a problem of if we create our own space to feel safe, we add to a problem of then excluding everyone else. So as being people who were forced to hide in the shadows, I don't think we want to make anyone else hide in the shadows or feel uncomfortable with being who they are. So why not help take this opportunity to build a world in which we can all try to be safe in together? Now, do you prefer to be called Willow or Nairobi? Um, I'm okay with either or. I switch between the I switch between the two to give comfortability to other people sometimes because I do understand that it can be challenging trying to remember pronouns or a female name when you remember me in another form. So I try to give comfortability to other people. How did you get involved with transcend the binary? I got transcend involved with transcend the binary. Uh, through one of their members, um, Mordecai Jackson. We uh, shared a brief encounter with each other, and through that encounter, Mordecai helped me along my path of being a trans woman. He was there in the beginning phases of it all, and he really helped me through it. And Mordecai brought me to transcend, and when he brought me to transcend, I found a place where my voice could be of use. I've done lots of non profit work in the fast. I've partnered with uh, several foundations catered towards helping the homeless. I've partnered with foundations catered towards specifically helping gay men, bisexual men. I've partnered with so many. I even have an organization that I co-founded called Warming Up Detroit, solely geared towards getting homeless people off the streets and reintegrating them into society because they are still people, shining light on their voices and their stories because I myself have even experienced homelessness or periods where I wasn't sure if I was going to have a roof over my head or be sleeping on the streets. Um, and when I found Transcend the Binary, it 
felt full circle because Transcend the Binary was a place where all my passions, all my works in the nonprofit industry of helping other people, giving back to other people, and raising other people up, my voice could fully be heard because with Transcend the Binary, I can own who I am. Every other work I've ever done, I couldn't fully be who I was. I couldn't fully tell my story, shine my light, or use my voice because part of me had to be hidden. With Transcend the Binary, I am fully 100% Nairobi, Willow, and Baku every day. Every day with Transcend the Binary, that's who I am. That's who I present to you. That's the light I get to shine. And through Transcend the Binary, I get to do the most powerful work I feel I'm meant to do. And you know, like you were saying earlier about helping, working with allies, you know, when you talk about someone being homeless, when you talk about someone being hungry, you know, a lot of these fears, fears of, of safe, issues of safety, you don't have to, you know, it does, it affects everybody, but you know, so often like in the LGBTQ community, we talk about we're not looking for special rights, we're looking for the same rights as everyone else, but on the flip side, and doing this in the days of empowerment and by, you can be an ally because the issue affects everyone. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And that's why this event was very important to me this year, partnering with TG and TDOE and all the other groups that have just come together to make this week possible. It has been a labor of love, a labor of enjoyment, because I can see moments where this event is going to impact someone's life. We have a lot of great seminars coming up the rest of this week. Today, we have um, an officer. I've wasn't fully briefed on today's event, but we have an officer who is coming to speak today about what's going on with our federal systems, what's going on with our uh, state systems, the implements they're trying to do to help protect us, things going on with the trans world. It's really a moment of showing where the police um, and the men in blue who are out here trying to serve and protect us and our government and law officials are trying to be a part of the conversation. They're trying to have their seat at the table and move forward with us. So that's today's seminar. Tomorrow we have um, a fun-based seminar going on with my brother. Please forgive me. I don't have the schedule fully in front of me right now. Um, I, I do have links and everything posted online uh, through my Facebook page, which I can share a little bit later on. Um, but we just have a lot of great things going on this week. Personally, myself, I will be running a seminar this Friday starting at 7.30 p.m., I believe. It's called a World Metamorphosis Unity Hour, where pretty much this is a space I'm creating for conversation, for sharing. It's going to be a prompted free write where I'm pretty much giving you the guidelines to a story that you're writing. You're coming to write your journey or express your journey. I use the word express because writing your journey, you may not be a writer. When you use the word express, you are using everything you have to tell your story. So this Unity Hour is really moments for everyone to come together tell their story. And I feel through raw moments of hearing someone else's story, you get to see how their world 
collides with your world, thus bringing together unity. Because in those spaces, I've seen friendships and bonds and forges move forward that haven't been broken today. I have had friendships, bonds, and forges through Transcend the Binary, through PG, um, that have just not broken down to this day because we all had moments where we just came together and shared our stories and saw where we came together at. Well, you know, at some point in time, you and I are going to have to talk again about telling stories because I think it's so important, you know, because there's something that's going to touch on somebody and they're going to like, oh, wow, I'm not the only person who ever felt that. And it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. coming through a certain lens. It's something that can do it. You know, one of the things that you talked about, which I think is wonderful how you're having someone from the police department. I had talked with uh, Karen Kendra Holmes, who, I mean, she's just an amazing trans sister who had been, I mean, she'd been in the military and won awards, and then, of course, they tried to kick her out, you know, under, under mm-hmm. Trump and all of them. But one of the things that she is doing in the D.C. area is, like, before the pandemic, like she was saying how they were trying to spend time not only, like you said, expressing themselves, telling their stories to police officers, and then riding with them so that when they saw a sister out there that they didn't immediately put on that lens like, you know, criminal or what are they Mm -hmm. doing and and recognize that this might be somebody who's in trouble, somebody who could be dangered, mm-hmm. you know, in a dangerous situation, mm-hmm. and also make them recognize about the number of trans, particularly women, who were being killed. Mm-hmm. Do you feel mm-hmm. that that conversation is something or that kind of training and development will come out of this, this session? At, uh, yes. I'm, mm-hmm. That is my hopes for this session because I myself, I've had a particular journey when it comes to the men in blue. My story and points in my life, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the men in blue. Hmm. But there have also been moments in my life where I have been put in great harm and great danger by the men in blue. So it gives me a unique perspective when I have to personally look at law enforcement of not all men in blue, women in blue, People in blue, meant to serve and protect us. Not all of them are bad. Some of them have good hearts. They have the compassion, the drive, the desire to actually protect you because they don't want to see you hurt. I have met Mm -hmm. cops and officers who have daughters, who have children, who have young trans children. And they're trying to understand. They're trying to move forward because they want their child, most of all, to be protected in this world. But when it comes to their law enforcement and the rules that they have to follow, sometimes their choices are hard. So in knowing that point of view, having them willing to come to the table, opening up a dialect, a conversation, a talk, because this is, if you want to know my true goal in the work that I do, I am trying to build a table that moves the world forward, that table of conversation that we can all come together as a people in a safe space, identify that, yes, your views may be different from my views. We may not agree on everything, but there is still a way we can move forward together and we can find it at this table, 
that's what this table is for. That's the table I'm trying to build through all the work I do. That's the table Transcend the Binary is trying to build. That is the table TG and all the other groups who partner in our events are trying to build. We're trying to build that table. And mm -hmm. if we're going to build that table, I have to welcome other points of view to the table. I kind of call myself in the group always playing devil's advocate on anything that we do. I will always be devil's advocate because I call it a little bit crazy, but I manage to always try to find the good in somebody because mm -hmm. I've been a person with my story, with my experiences. I have been demonized. I have been victimized. I have been, I've played almost every character I feel you can play in a book or a TV show or whatever you want to call it. I've been the hero. I've been the villain. I've been the neutral party. I've been the caller outer. I've been the one hiding in the shadows. I've done it all. And, and having that viewpoint and that experience, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find a way to put it in the words. Um, it's trying to bring it all full circle, if mm -hmm. that sums it up. It's trying to bring okay. it all full circle at this table. Uh, and that's really important. Like you said, there's all different kind of viewpoints. I've talked to some people who are like, you know, will say that they can see some good police people. Some people who will say, like, I've had nothing but bad experiences. I don't even want to talk to them. And so you need a bridge, a bridge builder, which sounds a lot like, the role that you're taking. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm okay. Well, we're going to take a break. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead and finish what you're going to say. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say because when I look at it all, especially in today's times, we have a lot of trans youth that are coming up. There are trans youth celebrities in the spotlight right now, and. Some of those families I've been watching on social media, these parents getting demonized and victimized, but the kids, when I think about my experiences that I went through as a kid, when I think about all the trans stories I've talked to, as kids, our upbringings were very challenged and very hard because we weren't given spaces to be us and to come into us. So if I had to say the sole purpose of the work that we're all trying to do, it's for the youth. They are our future. It's always going to be that. There will be no tomorrow if there aren't youth today. That's right. That's right. Well, we're going to take our first break, and then I want to get a little more into the conference. So we'll be right back. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com. And we're back here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Willow, 
I like Willow. I like the name. I think it's so pretty. I like your other name too, but Willow is pretty. Um, and you know, when I think about Willow, I can remember as a kid um, having an uncle who talked about like a weeping willow tree, how you could, could break a, a piece off and just stick it in the ground and a tree would grow. And that resilience mm-hmm. and coming back, that strength. And I think that's why I like the name Willow. You know, one of the other things that I liked about the transgender days of empowerment was all of these different organizations and people are coming together. You know, some people say like, oh, these groups don't come together. Why does one have to do it and the other one don't? And they, we, don't, we can't work together. But all of you came together to do this. What, how did that come about? What was the... Did every, what did everyone see, particularly during these times, and it's perfect, you know, because you can reach so broad a, a base, but what, did you, what was the common thread that made everyone come and say, we need to do more than one day? We need to do transgender days of empowerment. I think the common thread was when we came to the table to plan TDOE, which was originally a trans day of empowerment, we look back on what's happened over 2020. We look back over what's happened over 2019, what's been in the news, the media. We've had a corrupt president who has brought this nation we live in to the brink of war, insanity, famine, and several other disastrous things. We have had police brutality happening. We have had death happening from a pandemic and death happening on multiple reasons. Trans women being murdered, people dying because of coronavirus, people dying because of fighting. It's been too much and it's touched all our lives in some way. And as trans people looking at it, it's like, it's too much that needs to be said. It's too much that needs to be said. It's too much that needs to be touched on. When we were trying to decide on the message we were trying to bring, build this day of how do we empower our people, we were all in common agreement. There's too much that needs to be talked about, too much that needs to be covered, too much that needs to be said. We can't contain this into one day. And then we broke it down even deeper. Why do we have to classify empowering ourselves to one day? We should be trying to empower ourselves every day. So if we're going to put a spotlight on this, if we're going to truly give this event a name, trans days of empowerment, because this empowerment does not stop after this event. This empowerment does not be contained, cannot be contained to one day. This empowerment needs to happen every day. This mm-hmm. empowerment needs to happen when I walk away from this event. This empowerment needs to happen when you walk away from this event. Whoever shows up, when we walk away from this event, the empowerment should be instilled in us to continue daily. And if that doesn't happen, then I don't know what we need to do. We got to come back to the table, talk about it again, redraw things out and come back and try this again. Because to me, we didn't hit the mark. Hmm. Well, you know, one of the things too, you know, one of the plus sides that I say about the pandemic is like we're doing things virtually. And I know that I have been telling people about these transgender days of empowerment who I know who are doing similar work in Florida and Texas and California, you know, like, you know, you guys can plug into this and maybe it's Michigan, Detroit focused, but there are pieces of it that maybe you can take back to your community 
Was that part of the mm-hmm. goal, too, that you guys were looking at doing? Yes. Yes, that is one of the major parts of this goal is I I call it lighting a fire. There is a fire that I'm trying to ignite inside of everybody, that we want this event to ignite inside of everybody, because when that fire gets ignited in you, it spreads. It spreads and it creates change. So we want you to walk away with something from this event that leaves a fire in you that makes you go back to your community, your world, even if it's just a small thing of calling up a friend. If you just call up a friend that you know walking away from this event and start doing the work there, then this was a success. This served its purpose. Now, where we've gone through, we've seen like with George Floyd, we saw this Black Lives Matter. Unfortunately, trans people are still being, you know, denied rights. Uh, trans sisters are still being murdered. Trans men are still being murdered across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. How, how is that being addressed? You know, like some people say, well, all lives matter. But, you know, it, yeah, all lives matter. Black lives do matter. But sometimes it sort of seems like people aren't lifting our trans sisters and brothers up to sort of say, like, no, but this is not okay that we're still having these murders. We're still seeing people die. How, what are you hoping that will come out of this empowerment that will elevate that voice to where people stand up and say, you know, wait a minute, why? I believe it's like 23 trans women have been killed in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what well, do the voice to come out of, of that? And how will empowering help us as a community, not only allies, but trans people sort of be that voice, stand in those spaces? Well, I think because this is a, it's a very complicated subject. It is. Even when you break it down to all lives matter. Yes, all lives do matter, but I think the problem is a lot of people are asleep because all lives don't really matter to you until a life you care about is being affected by something. And I think that's the thing. So many people are asleep on some of these subjects, these issues, these matters, especially when it comes to the trans world, because it hasn't touched their life yet. I have a perfect example. There's someone close to me right now who has had an individual in their life come out as trans. And until then, this had never touched their world. This had never affected their world. They knew about it. They saw it. They knew this existed. They had a say-so on it, but it never directly correlated their world. There was no need to jump into the conversation heavily. There was no need to have a seat at the table but when this hit their world and it rocked the foundation of their world they started waking up to things like oh my god trans people are dying oh oh my god this is happening that is happening this is happening over here this is happening over there even along the lines of their the individual this loved one happens to be black and that panic hit them like oh my god they're black they're, they're black they're trans what, what, what's going to happen here It's a panic. Mm -hmm. It's scary. And I think until you get that up in your face, 
you're not really going to want to be at the table. So what I'm hoping this event will do is by hearing stories, by bringing different people to the table, by bringing allies to the table, by bringing parents of trans youth to the table, by bringing the trans youth to the table, by bringing the small sector of each part of the world to this table we're creating at this event, beyond this event, it's going to hopefully wake people up to let them see, hey, this is kind of touching my life. Maybe this event will wake up a youth who hasn't come out to somebody. Then that youth comes out to somebody and it starts. That person can now come to the table. This person can now come to the table. The more people who hear, who see that this can touch their life or it starts to impact their life, it will bring them to the table. And that's what I'm hoping this event will do. That's what I'm hoping empowerment will do. By empowering from inside, it may wake others up because I know I still have trans brothers and sisters out there right now who may even be listening to this show that have not come out yet. They have not spoken up yet. They are scared. They are hurting. They are in pain. And they don't want to speak their truth. They may not even be aware to it. It may be that little voice in the back of their head that they've been ignoring for years. But by hearing about an event like this, by coming to an event like this, it may be that small little thing that makes them say, I'm ready. I'm ready to be me. One of the themes of this event we have been, it's been all over the posters. It's in some of the names, butterflies. When you look at this mm -hmm. butterfly, it is a creature that goes through a state of evolution. It starts as a larva, becomes a caterpillar, since most of its life in this one form until it hits that one day that it goes into that chrysalis. And when it's in that chrysalis, it's evolving. And then finally it has that day where it's like, okay, I'm ready to break out, and it spreads its wings, and now you have a butterfly. But does the world know how to respond to a butterfly? No, sometimes mm -hmm. they don't. Sometimes butterflies can be beautiful. Sometimes butterflies can look scary. Butterflies are mysterious creatures that blow your mind. If you really take a second to look at a butterfly, it blows your mind. It's a mysterious creature. And inform the transition that we are making as trans people, it's mysterious. It's something new to adjust to. It's an evolution. You never thought, like, for some of the trans parents I've been talking to who have trans youth, it's like I had this life grow in me for nine months, was told what to expect, was about mm -hmm. to step into the world, what I had to prepare for. I was given tools, guidelines, and resources on how to prepare for what I was bringing into the world. And now what I've brought into the world has suddenly changed and has become something new to me. It's taken on a new form, a new life, a new expression. And that's what the external world that is not a part of the trans experience is seeing. We as individuals are coming out of cocoons that, one, were never seen. Because once I was born, my birth is technically what's considered me breaking out of my cocoon. Now I'm this creature entering into a second cocoon and coming out of it again and saying, hey, this is me. It's kind of scary if you think about it. Mm -hmm. If something familiar to you suddenly changes form overnight and then comes into a new appearance and a new existence but still tells you that you've always known me, may challenge and scare you a little bit. Or, or you know, that always goes back to that conversation about the expectations that we put on 
children even before they're born. Like now you're having these reveal parties, and you don't know. I mean, you know, you put on blue, and you look at blue, and you go like, oh, well, this is supposed to be a boy, and you have all these expectations. And like you said, you know, you've got this handbook. This is what you do with this child of this gender. When really they're going to, they're, like you said, they're in that process of going from being like the little caterpillar and they're going to go into the cocoon and you don't know what they're going to come out. And how do we change our way just of thinking about children from the time they're born to give them that mm-hmm. freedom to, to grow? I mean, you know, that's like a whole whole day of discussion and doing often, you know, you talk to people, you know, I have talked to Roscoe Smith and like she said, like all this stuff, mm-hmm. so, uh, um, Roscoe Keith, like she had to go there often about, you know, recognizing, this is still my child, you know, this is my child. You know, I have these thoughts, but those are my thoughts. And mm-hmm. you know, I have mm-hmm. a, now often, and I've seen it not only here in Michigan, but periodically, that communities of color in the trans community often don't attend things that, of these events, you know, black trans Mm -hmm. people often don't. What, have you experienced that, and was there a special effort to make sure? I can actually answer that question fairly easy, because I've had the experience myself. I know personally why trans youth are afraid to come to the table. Trans colored youth are afraid to come mm-hmm. to the table. And unfortunately, this is something that our people have to solve. My skin color, being a black trans young woman myself, my skin color, my people, I'm trying to word this right because I know there are going to be others listening to this. My Mm -hmm. people, we've had some challenging experiences through walking through America, experiencing America. We've had some challenging experiences. And through those challenging experiences, my people had to adapt in a way that kept us alive, helped us survive in this world Mm -hmm. as we figured it out. And my people had to start their own table for change, for conversation. And now my people, I believe, are getting rocked. Because now a small subsector of my own people is now waking up saying, hey, more needs to be added to the table because of my experience of what I'm going through. And sometimes it's too much on my people when it comes to gender and sexuality. I try to understand it myself, but it's the trauma, I think. Mm -hmm. It comes down to trauma. (sighs) Colored people, African-Americans, whatever you want to call it, have had lots of traumatizing experiences. And in the black community, we have gotten caught into cycles of repeating trauma. Generation after generation is repeating trauma, passing down trauma. And now we're at a point in our lives where we're trying to wake up and do healing. But waking up and doing healing means calling some things out. And that's what makes it hard for trans youth, trans colored youth to come to the table because it's like my life is already hard when I look in the mirror. I can get shot just for being black. I can get put down. I'm afforded less. I have to work harder, drive harder, hustle harder. I have to always do more 
just because of my skin color already. Why do I then want to add another layer of complexity onto my being? And unfortunately, trans youth walking around, what we experience, we're shown what's going to happen if we come out. Mm-hmm. It's shown all day on the news, on TV, in our own small circles, in our family homes, the way our family members respond, talk about gay people, talk about bisexual people, lesbians, the whole LGBT community, the way the black community responds to the LGBTQ community makes you, makes you scared as fuck to come out sometimes, especially as a youth. Sitting back, hearing the jokes, dealing with the jokes, the conversations. If you're a black man and you're not masculine enough, now they're ratting on your manhood all day long. Now all of a sudden you wake up as this young black male like, oh, I like boys now. I don't want to tell y'all I like boys. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a young trans girl. Um, yeah, I see how you guys respond to the gay men. Why do I want to come out? Because if you respond to them like that, I'm saying I'm more than what they are. I'm saying I may like men and I'm a woman. Or some days I'm telling you I'm just me. And you don't know how to respond to him being gay. How are you going to respond to me just being me? Because trans is the complexity. I've come to learn that through my experience. Sometimes I'm scared to speak it myself because I don't want to sound bigoted or anything. But trans people, we are very complex. We are complex individuals. We go through things like gender dysphoria. We experience moments where we do not know who we are. And it takes a second for a trans individual to figure out who they are. It's an evolution. It's a journey. That moment of being in the cocoon, when you're in the cocoon, there's a lot of stuff going on because you're trying to figure out who you are. And like you said, you know, and as a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. There is that it's it's so complex and it's so that we have to deal with being black people, being communities of color, you know, where, like you said, so much goes on. You know, I have a friend who's in Texas and it's like you said, like before he transitioned, he was already having problems being black. He transitioned and, you know, now sometimes he wonders if he's out here driving but he get pulled over because now, you know, they see a black man driving a car. And it's sort of like, so why would I want to get involved with an organization or something to where I'm drawing more attention to myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's become this, it's become this culture of you can, especially inside the black community, it's sometimes taught this culture, be yourself, but because of our hardships, Tune yourself. Critique Mm. yourself. Don't fully present who you are in every moment. And in teaching that, the lessons, the tools used to drive that lesson into your head, that you cannot always be who you are at every moment of the day, makes it burst what I feel is a fear. It puts a fear or that little voice inside of your head. But now when you look in the mirror, And it happens not just with the trans youth. It happens with young black girls. They get that little Mm -hmm. voice put in their head. Then now when they look in the mirror, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not strong enough. Black men, they get that little voice put in their head. Oh, for me to be a man, I have to appear like this. I have to act like that. I have to carry myself like this to appear like a man. And with these 
systems already in place, when that voice inside a trans youth's head, a gay youth's head, or a bisexual youth's head, whatever it may be, but solely focusing on trans right now, when that voice inside a trans person's head wakes up, I feel like, it's like, especially a trans black youth, you're like, okay, society already fixing to be like this and like this. But I kind of float in between everything right now. So how does society expect me to be? How does society want me to be? And I'm seeing the hardships that other people are already going through trying to bend into those roles. And I don't feel like I fit anything yet. Why do I want to come to the table? No, I'm not doing it. And it's kind of trying to break down that fear, break down that stigma, if that's the right word I'm thinking of, stigma. Mm-hmm. It's a stigmatized. Being gay is stigmatized. Being trans is stigmatized. Being black has its own stigma to it. Uh, and there and there you stand, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you're, you're various, I love what, you, what your job title is, but, you know, when you came, you know, because I know Braden and I've talked to him, when you came to Trans in the Binary, and he said, you know, well, what role do you want to to take? Did you define your role with the organization, or did the organization say, you know, we need somebody to do this? My, bowl, my role kind of burst itself. So I went to a Transcend. It was more like not an official meeting that Transcend was having. They were kind of having a small reconnect get-together. And I tagged along, and at the get, you know, the reconnect day, we're talking a little bit of business in the beginning, like we're going to handle a little bit of business, then we're just going to have some fun, relax. And when they got to talking about business, I listened to what they were trying to do, and I naturally just started to give in my two cents in the next. <laughs> so you tell me how you got involved, and I think that that's a great place and I love how you said you just gave them your two cents worth and the rest is history. I love that. Um, we're going to take, we're going to go into our second break and then we're going to go specifically about the conference. So we'll be right back. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode. You're into the conference. It's going. How is it going? Um, conference is actually going well. Last night we had our kickoff event, which was the teen youth party. It went really, really well. We played some fun trivia games. My buddy and brother Rob um 
I forget how to pronounce his last name. Uh, Rob hosted last night's event with my uh, other trans partner, Tyler Liberty. They held a game night slash dance party. Just a really warm, welcoming event. We had a lot of fun. We did some art in which through our art we expressed our stories. We played some trivia games. We listened to some music. And we really just chat and vibed with each other. Mm-hmm. And all of this is being done virtually. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people don't have to worry about it. Um, what's coming up as the week goes on? So as the week goes on, um, give me one moment, because I do have the schedule right here in front of me. So as the week goes on, today we have... So on Wednesday at 7 p.m., we have Reflective Writing, uh, our New World, New Beginnings Reflective Writing Seminar. On Thursday, we have our Gender Journey Across Generations, which starts at 6.30 p.m. We have our Saturday schedule of events, which is going to be Saturday's an all-day event. So starting at Mm -hmm. 9.30 on Saturday, we have your Discover Your True Self in this New World Seminar, which is going to be with Dr. Stephen Rossi and Rachel Crandell. Um, Then Mm -hmm. we have our Name Change Workshop Seminar, which is going to be at 11 a.m. with Jerry Ann Carney. After that, we have our Stay Safe Outside the System Mental Health Support Strategies for Lay Folks. That starts at 1 p.m. with Lance Hicks, and Lance is an excellent psychotherapist. So coming to this event is going to be a lot of fun. Um, then my brother Rob is coming back and he's giving our get up and move your body seminar at 2.30 p.m. And Rob is a ton of fun. So if you want to come let out some energy, let your hair down and just get yourself up and moving in a most LGBTQ queer way, meaning we're just going to have a lot of fun because it's what we do. <laughs> come join us. Mm-hmm. Um, no. then we have my event. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, we have my event this Friday at 7 p.m., which is the World Metaphorphosis Unleashed Unity Space. And Tuesday, we have Tuesday's Tuesday's today's seminar with the police officer. Here it is. Um, Legal and police landscape in this new world, and it starts at 7 p.m. this evening. Now, is any of this being recorded? Um, that is a good question. I do not have that information now, but however, if anybody interested does want to reach out to me for information, um, my Facebook messenger is always available. That's Nairobi Willow, um, Angel, or I'm sorry, wrong one. I said it backwards. It's Willow, (laughs) Willow Nilu Angel is my Facebook messenger. You can reach out to me there. Um, I also have my email that I can leave at the end of this interview to be handed out, or I can say it right now, whichever works best. Um, Which you prefer? Um, My email is going to be that's going to be jabariqueen95 at gmail.com. That's J-A-B-A-R-I-Q-U-E-E-N, the number 95 at gmail.com. You can reach out there to me for more information. We also have the Transcend the Binary page on Facebook that has constant information being updated about this. We have 
Transcend House on Snapchat. If you look up Transcend House on Snapchat, we are constantly posting updates about this event through our Snapchat. We're constantly posting updates through Instagram. And then there is the direct link for the seminar, which I have right here. Bear with me. Because we are doing active registration through the entire event. So even if you miss one day, you can always come in and catch one of the other days, and that is going to be at um, enderempowerment.org is where you can find the link. Or if you just go and Google and Google Trans Days of Empowerment, it should bring up a link that will take you right to our page to get registered. So, if you know, I expect that people are going to have a lot of, of juices flowing. Their, their thoughts are going to be going. They are going to be empowered after these days. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What, what's a good place for them to plug into or to find out what's going on next? What, what's an easy next step that someone can take? So the next step someone can take, I would say, is always becoming a volunteer. Uh, We always need fresh voices, fresh faces, and new talent to help us carry out this mission. Uh, Through Transcend the Binary, you can sign up as a volunteer. I'm not sure if TG has their own volunteer acceptance application, but Transcend the Binary does have one. We do have a lot of great events we are planning after TDOE. We have the Trans Day of Artivism coming up, which we are going to start planning shortly after TDOE. We have a couple free fun You were talking about Robert Zarenko. Yes, Robert Zarenko. My brother Rob, me and my brother Rob have a lot of fun events planned this summer that we are trying to bring out. We have a game night that we're planning. We have a couple artist nights that we're planning that are going to be really fun. Pretty much, if you're looking to have a good time, come chill with Rob. We have a lot of great fun through his workshops. It's a great unity space for connection building and really just crossing the division lines of our worlds and coming to a space where we can all connect and have some fun. We also have for our teen youth and our young youth, we have Camp Talahali coming up. It is a trans camp that happens every year. Last year's camp happened to be virtual due to the pandemic, but this year we are doing three days of virtual, if I recall correctly, and one day of in-person camp. So I have all the information available for the camp on Transcend the Binary, Transcend the Binary Facebook page, or you can look up transcendthebinary.org. We can come up through there as well. And we have all the information for camp. We are trying to get as many youth registered for this camp as we can right now. This camp is another fun space for youth to come, be empowered, be themselves, and engage in an experience that any youth wants to engage in. Who doesn't want to go to camp? What, what are the dates for the camp? Uh, give me one moment, and I can pass along that information, because I actively have been signing up youth myself, so I always have this info on hand. So the dates of camp that we have coming up, come on, come on. 
Give me one moment. My file system is acting a little bit slow right now. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, I'm waiting. Yeah, I'll have you tell oh, Here it is. Okay. Here it is. Um, Camp Tallahalli will be happening July um, 20th through July 23rd. It's ages 13 to 18. It is a virtual transgender and gender diverse teen camp that will be happening. And we do have scholarships available, and your camp in the box will be shipped to you. All right. I love that. Well, well, I'm going to let you go get some rest because you've got a lot going on. I hope to talk to you about some of the other things that you're doing, you know, not only with Transcend the Binary, but, you know, I told you I like storytelling and I'd like to develop some type of ongoing storytelling even to tell people. I like how you put it because some people are like, I can't tell a story. I like how you put it now. I'll be contacting you to talk about that. And I hope to have you back on again to talk more. Yes, um, next time Next time when I come back, I can um, discuss the podcast we have in the works. Chance in the Binary does have a Red Table Talk podcast type deal. In the works, we're not oh, calling it Red Table Talk, but it's kind of formed after a Red Table Talk model. It's going to be a podcast we're doing, and we're hoping to launch our first episode in July. So good things to come, and next time I should have a little bit more information on that podcast. Okay. I want to thank my guest, Nairobi Willow Mbaku, for taking time from the busy conference schedule to speak with us today. Transgender Days of Empowerment, New World, New Beginnings is online and free. A link to registration for the Zoom sessions can be found at transgenderempowerment.org. The remaining schedule includes on Thursday at 6.30 p.m., Gender Journey Across Generations, followed on Friday at 7 p.m. with the workshop Unity Hour World Metamorphosis Unleashed, and all day Saturday beginning at 9.30 a.m., the day is entitled Discovering Your True Self Anew in This New World. All are on Zoom and all are free. Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic for a future show. You can listen to this or past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Black Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.